five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Somebody hit me the other day for a rendezvous. With the DeWince that cut the good and the dungeon crew. Let's say her name is Susie Screw, cause she screwed a lot. Making a player hit that chunk at legitimate spots. Not no parks, back seats, and things of that nature. Had to hate your player. I'm kicking the door down, never said I hate her. Straight later, slayed the girl like Darth Vader. Made her from College Park and fed all the way down to the hater. Like Jada, her whip was sharp and sporty, that was shouty. Saved the snake on eggs and a beam of 840. It's foggy. I went to the crib to call her, but she lost me. My baby mama beat me, 7 o'clock is gonna cost me. But I still wanna cut her dope. Maybe she had to work. I called her in the mall, women a real tight skirt. She was fine as what? I wanted to sex the girl up. She said, let's hit the parking lot so I can sick your duck. I said, cool. I really wanted to cut you, but this will do. I got to pick up my daughter, plus my baby mama beat me too. She said she understood and everything was kosher. I gave her a little wheel CD and a lovely poster. It's like that now. It's like that now. You better go get the hump about your bag now. It's about four, five cats off here, my leg now. We just shoot game in the form of story raps now. It's like that now, it's like that now. Now Susie Screw had a partner named Sasha. Sasha. I remember her number like the summer. When her and Susie, yeah, they threw a slumber. Party, but you can't call it that cause it was slumber. Well, it was more like spending the night. Three in the morning, yawning, dancing under street lights. We chilling like a feeling and a feeling right. In the middle of the ghetto, on the curb, and the spite. All of the bush, we on our back, staring at the stars above. Talking about what we gonna be when we grow up. I say, what you wanna be? She said, alive. It made me think for a minute, then looked in her eyes. I could have died, time went on, I got grown, rhyme got strong, mine got blown, I came back home to find little Sasha was gone, her mama said she would have that be treating her wrong, I kept on singing my song and hoping at a show that I would one day see her standing in the front row, but two weeks later she got found in the back of a school, with a needle in her arm, baby, too much do, Sasha Thumper. It's like that now, you better go and get the hump about your bag now, it's about four, five, cats off in my leg now. Throwing things, yelling in a mad high pitch show. Here we go again with this psychopath. Miss, the neighbors will hear you, you misfit. Can't disagree with this chick without this tip. Price we pay to hit women. The most pretty chick got the psycho tip. Stuck up soon as a pop-up. And see me with the next, she want to tear the brother club up. Check up, pass a number, confirming. I learn more and more, some chicks are dumb. And you know, I probably get custified, backslap, miss, while she busy trying to justify who cheated first. Wow. Rick, what would I want with this small chain wearing my trying to front? I ought to cut her off and let her number suit me, but I don't know, ordinary chick don't move me. I mean, I tried to fall in love with the bitty, but straight up, just be with the chick out of pity. So I thought I know pretty chick shady, here I go trying to change when to a lady. Nah, baby. It's like that now, you better go get the hump about your bag now. Game in the form of story raps now. It's like that. 
It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Saturday morning, could only mean one thing, man. Nine on the east, six on the west, this is the HBCU Report. Hammer time. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening, man, either via the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play for Android, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or XSquadAffiliates.com. Know that we really appreciate you guys for getting up early each and every Saturday morning uh, to check out the HBCU Report. Uh, Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite crowd beers. Make sure you check us out. Uh, For those of you that check us out live each and every week. I appreciate it. But you have to make sure that you spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is available each and every Saturday morning live at 9 o'clock. Now, if they're unable to catch us live, you can always catch the show on demand via any of those platforms that I just mentioned or our content provider, sportsnewsandbrews.com. You can always go back, relive any show, any episode uh, from this football season. And speaking of uh, any episode, last week's episode, uh, we were joined by South Carolina State head coach, the legendary Buddy Pugh, the win- winningest coach in South Carolina State University history, uh, joined the show to discuss the season and also to preview their matchup last week versus North Carolina A&T. The Bulldogs almost pulled off the upset. However, they fell short 22-20. Uh, Aggies quarterback Khalil Carter passed for 267 yards and a touchdown in the win. So what we're looking at now, when we talk about the MEAC, we're looking at Bethune-Cookman and North Carolina A&T atop the conference. Uh, today, Bethune-Cookman takes on a 1-8 and eight Delaware State team. Meanwhile, the Aggies face another one-win MEAC team in Morgan State. So these two teams win, this, win these games uh, today as expected. Uh, next week's matchup between the two uh, will decide who represents the MEAC in the upcoming Celebration Bowl December 21st right here in the ATL at the Mercedes-Benz. So... Uh, we're getting ready, man. The season is winding down. Uh, for those uh, teams in the SIAC and CIAA, this is the last week of action unless you're going to uh, conference championship. And so we'll talk more about that uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, now, let's talk more about the MEAC really quick. Uh, we're talking about FAMU. Um, last week, FAMU defeated Delaware State 52-30. FAMU currently 8-1 and overall, 6-0 in MEAC play. And as I've been mentioning throughout the season, they are ineligible for the MEAC title or postseason play. Now, here's the thing. Of course, it's a bye week for them. But, you know, FAMU having one of the the, the best years that they've had in, I'm going to say, since the first year of the HBCU report. Long, long time ago. Eight years ago, I think. And so, FAMU and North Carolina a t they're tied for 15th in the latest FCS uh, Coaches National Poll. Now, the sad part about this, not only, you know, is FAMU having a really, really good season, but, you know, if, if they didn't have this whole um, probation thing going on, they would make their triumphant return to Atlanta to the Celebration Bowl without a doubt. I mean, you know, if you're here in Atlanta or if you are a uh, alum or fam or a fan of FAMU football or band or whatever, you know that Atlanta – 
It was like the second home for Florida A&M. It is. It's like the second home. I mean, what, what is it? Four hours away. FAMU has a, a hellified alumni base here in Atlanta. Um, you know, anytime, you know, the 100 black men back in the day wanted to sell out the football classic, all they had to do was make sure that FAM was in it, and it'd sell out. You know, a lot of folks here in Atlanta, man, are thirsty to see see the, the orange and green again here in Atlanta. And so uh, for Rattlers football, it kind of sucks, man, that, that this is a, a great year, a year that you could possibly win the HBCU National Championship, but because of the uh, the probation and the sanctions issued by the NCAA, then uh, that's not going to happen. But on the flip side, uh, the Honda Battle of the Bands, which is right around the corner, coming up in about two months, uh, Florida and then will will the band will make their triumphant return to Atlanta um, since the whole Robert Champion situation. Now, for those of you uh, that aren't familiar with the Robert Champion situation, and I do call it a situation, I'm not going to go too far into detail. No need to. Um, Robert Champion was a, a drum major at Florida A&M. He was an Atlanta native. Uh, he was an alum of my high school. He was a little younger than me, uh, Southwest DeKalb High School. Um, he was a student at FAM. He was a drum major and they have a whole culture or they did have a whole culture down at FAMU that nobody really knew about until this whole Robert Champion thing came about and uh, the infamous bus C. What is bus C? Well, bus C is the bus with all the fools in the FAMU uh, band. That was their bus, the the wild boys, the wild folks. That was their bus. And so uh, much like a fraternity, much like the band, much like, you know, a lot of things that happen in college, you had to cross Bus C like you were crossing a fraternity. And um, unfortunately, the injuries that that Robert Champion sustained uh, cost him his life. And not only did it cost him his life, but it cost FAMU, the band, for I think a year or so. Um, it, I mean, it caused it, it was a lot of a lot of things that, that happened out of that. Um, a lot of things that <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of things that go on in the HBCU culture were exposed. And so a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed because of that. And, um, you know, I think that the time is now. It's a great time for FAMU to come back to Atlanta to be a part of the Honda Battle of the Bands. Um, I think that um, there, are, there are a lot of people waiting. As I said, hell, I'm waiting. I'm a Bama State Mighty Marching Hornet. But I want to see FAMU, though, know that. Definitely want to see them. And so uh, – the Honda Battle of the Bands actually takes place in January. I don't have that date right here in front of me, uh, but we'll make sure that we definitely uh, keep you posted on that and uh, all the other bands because the uh, the eight the eight bands that are going to perform uh, were selected. I want to say they were selected two weeks ago. I'm not sure why I didn't uh, why I didn't even go over the list. Maybe because uh, Bama State wasn't going to be in it, so I just kind of brushed over like, hmm, all right. Well, anyway. Uh, but I think, let's see, do we have the list right here? Let's see if we can't um, just go over this real quick for everybody. Here we go. Um, the lineup includes Benedict College, Florida A&M, Grambling, Hampton, Jackson State, North Carolina A&T, Prairie View, and Tennessee State. So this should be a pretty good one. This should be a pretty good one. And, and, and speaking of uh, Benedict College, man, do you all remember last week me telling you that President Trump was going to be at Benedict College uh, this week. Well, he was there, and I was a little shocked when when I read the article because I actually, like, if you go to a college, I'm thinking that, 
college students are going to be able to ask questions or at least be in the building with the president, similar to uh, a few years ago when President Barack Obama was on the campus of North Carolina A&T. Students were invited. You know, students students were invited and heavily um, heavily motivated to participate or encouraged to participate, excuse me. Not so much this time. Seven students at Benedict College were invited to be in the room as the president spoke. Now, who did he speak to if he didn't speak to college students? Because I thought this was supposed to be like some HBCU thing to get black folk on board with the Trump campaign. But really, all it was was Trump on the campus of an HBCU speaking to his constituents, speaking to people that already are going to vote for him. This had absolutely nothing to do with black folk. This had absolutely nothing to do with activating college students to get out and be active voters in the upcoming presidential election. It had nothing to do with that. Nothing. And does it surprise me? Absolutely not. Why does it not surprise me? Because we know this president. We know this president is all about smoking mirrors. Now, you know, somebody says, hey, we're coming to your college campus. Guess what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that I'm going to get to participate. Well, not so much. Not so much. But again, should we really be surprised? This is Donald F. and Trump after all. Come on, man. I don't know what people, I don't know what they were thinking about. You know, maybe Benedict College should have got a, a clearer understanding as to what was going on before it was all publicized that the president was going to be on their campus speaking to black folk. I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me though. Not at all. Doesn't surprise me. And this is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thank you guys for getting up early nine on the East six on the West. Now, coming up on the other side, of course, we've got my favorite segment, Swag Bias. And we got some other things we're going to talk about. How about power? Who shot JR? Oops. I mean, who shot Ghost? And how in the hell did Cedric the Entertainer make an, uh, an appearance on power? Also got a lot of other crazy things going on, man. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, and we'll be right back after these words. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook. At HBCU Report, this is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Oh, it's my life I has to fight, nigga. Oh, it's my life I. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. 
Nazareth. I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up. But if God got us, then we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. But pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows. 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I know it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone crazy. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you another Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Now, you know, playing this Kendrick Lamar. All right. First of all, this was one of the hottest songs that K-Dot has ever put out. But on another note, you know, I've been watching a lot, a lot of TV, and I don't really, uh, yeah, I don't really talk about all the stuff that I actually watch. But there's something, well, unless I want you to watch it, right? Now, if I want you to watch it, then I'm definitely going to talk about it. Now, there's this one show that um that I've been watching over the past few weeks, and I haven't seen it by, in, you know, in back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back weeks as it's been coming on. But on AMC, for those of you that have AMC, there's a show that comes on on Sunday night called The Songs That Shook America. And so what we're doing today is uh, a few of the songs that were highlighted in uh, on this program. Uh, we're featuring those songs in today's HBCU report. So uh, Kendrick Lamar, All Right, was a song that they featured. That was one of the songs that shook America. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how many Kanye people we got, how many Kanye fans, and we still had Kanye fans, but uh, Jesus Walks was another one of the songs that shook America, and so we'll be featuring that one as well in, in today's show. And then last week's episode featured my boys, Daddy Fat Sex and Andre 3000, man. Outcast, 1996 was the year. The song was Elevators, Me and You, Yo Mama and Your Cousin Too. Oh, that was a hit. Oh, my God. And so, look, I'm just encouraging everybody. Man, check it out. Sunday nights, record it. It might be on, on demand, but I just record everything and go back and watch it. But I'm highly encouraging everybody to watch this program. I think this week uh, they're going to feature uh, Marley Marlin, MC Shan with uh, the 1986 song The Bridge, which sparked like hella hip hop battles. And so um, it, it should be really good. But I'm highly encouraging all of my music fans to make sure that um, that you check this, that you check this program out, because I promise you, you, you won't be disappointed. That's the one thing that I can promise you is that you won't be disappointed. I'm a um, big big music guy, and so I would never tell anybody to watch anything that was music-related if it wasn't good. Also, speaking of uh, music-related, it was... Um, Machiavellian is Illuminati. 
It was 23 years ago this week that Machiavelli, The Seven Day Theory, was released. Now, see, I got a funny story about this. 96 was a great year. Outcast, Machiavelli, even though Pac died in 96. But I'm going to just tell y'all a real quick story about this real quick, and then we're going to jump back into the show. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, that, that don't listen to the show on the regular, uh, Bama State. Bama State is my HBCU of choice. Alabama State, the illustrious Alabama State University. And so, um, of course, my freshman year was when, you know, the East-West thing came to, like, it, it's, you know, it, the head, if you will, with Pac being shot and all of that stuff. And then Pac died, what, September 13th, Friday, September 13th, 1996. And then... Um, a few weeks later, they released Machiavelli, The Seven Day Theory, and they had a midnight release at the Montgomery Mall at um, Camelot. It was either Peppermint or Camelot, for those of you old enough to remember uh, Peppermint or Camelot. And um, it, it's the midnight it's the midnight release. I got my buddy Chris. I got him to ride with me. And so when we get to the mall, the parking lot is already jumping. But well, we like, all right, about to get this thing and, you know, get back to the yard and listen to it. Because full disclosure, at the time I had just changed cars and the car that I the car that I got out of, I had put a CD player in it. But the car that I had uh, moved into only had a tape deck and it was no way I would go buy a Machiavelli tape. So we go in. It's hella people in there to get the CD. We get the CD. We get out of there. We get back to the yard. We go to my we go to my room and I was like, yeah, we go listen to this not even thinking about my roommate. Now, here's the thing. My roommate was the dorm chaplain. He was very religious, very prayed up. I mean, but he listened to rap. Most of it was Christian rap, but he would listen to the good stuff, right? So we get in the room, and Mike, that was his name, uh, he was sitting on the bed. So I said, hey, man, look, do you mind if we play this on your stereo? You know, because I still hadn't got my stereo. That's a whole other story. But he was like, what y'all listening to? I said, oh, it's the new Tupac. So he was like, oh, the new Pac. And he seemed like he was with it until he asked to see the actual CD case. And when I gave him the CD case and he saw Pac on the cross being crucified like Jesus, he was like, Rob, I'm sorry, but y'all can't listen to this. Now, not on my stereo. You won't be able to listen. So this is like 1245, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not going to get to listen to this thing until tomorrow. And damn Skippy, that's what happened. It was maybe 10.30, 10.45. I caught up with another one of my buddies coming out the cab, and I was like, hey, man, got that Machiavelli, and we had a listening party. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, it, every time somebody mentions Machiavelli to me, that's what comes to mind. That, I mean, unbelievable. And I have no idea where my college roommate Mike is. I'm sure he's a preacher somewhere. I, I'd like to know where he is. But another story for another time. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Big shouts out to the X-Squad affiliates. Make sure you check them out, X-Squad, A-F-F-I-L-I-A-T-E-S.com. Man, a lot of great podcasts there, including this one, the HBCU Report, but a lot of great podcasts, a lot of good um, educational podcasts for those of you that like to learn. No, they're not reading books. They're just schooling you on different things. Shouts out to Professor Kesey and uh, all the guys that do their thing on the um, on the on the network. Um, so we talked about the MEAC in the uh, the last segment, and before we get into you know what I've deemed as my favorite segment, Swag Bias, or my favorite segment of the show, 
Um, let's talk a little CIAA real quick. Uh, we got a few minutes. Um, CIAA, really good football. Not sure how many of you actually live in CIAA country or are CIAA alum or fans of CIAA schools, but CIAA football is really, really competitive. Um, last week, Bowie State, the, uh, the HBCU's only undefeated team, Bowie State 9-0, and uh, claimed the, the North Division title with their 65-20 win over Lincoln and Fayetteville State, who's 7-2 on the season, I won the South Division title with a 32-0 win over Livingstone. So basically what's happening now is that those wins set up a rematch of last year's CIAA football championship game. Uh, The game will be held November 16th uh, next week in uh, Virginia. And so, you know, whoever wins this is going to win the CIAA crown. And for Bowie State, they're currently ranked third because I know a lot of folks like to know how this playoff thing works. So Bowie State currently ranked third in the NCAA uh, Division II Super Region Two. Now, you have to be a top 17 um, in the four Super Regions in order to be able to make the 28-team uh, National Championship playoff. And so, win, lose, or draw. Regardless if they lose this week, Bowie State, that is, um, or if they lose in a championship game, they're pretty much a lock for the Division II um, playoffs. Even more good news for the CIAA is that Virginia State and Virginia Union, they both have 72 records. They play each other today. Um, uh, Virginia State is ranked seventh. <clears throat> excuse me. Shouts out to Reggie Barlow. Uh, Virginia State ranked seventh um, in the uh, Super Region, and Virginia Union is ranked eighth. So whoever wins that game, more than likely, will be able to grab that, that final spot uh, for the playoffs. And so... Uh, we'll see what happens with that. We'll be watching closely. We'll definitely be watching closely because, as I mentioned, Reggie Barlow, great friend of the show, just a great friend in life. So, um, shouts out to the CIAA, definitely doing big things. Everybody likes to talk about CIAA um, basketball, but football is really where it's at. Not a whole lot of people go to the games, but the the level of football that they play, really good. They beat SWAC teams, they've beaten MEAC teams, they've beaten SIAC teams. And so uh, they're no different than than any of the other, uh, the power HBCU conference. And let me tell it, some of those teams could actually go to the MEAC and, and, and raise hell, I'm just saying. Uh, so uh, how much time we got? Okay, so let's talk uh, SIAC real quick, okay? As I mentioned, uh, the Division Two side of the schedule, this is the final week barring the championship games. And so uh, today we'll determine who will win the SIAC uh, or who will win the berths for the SIAC conference championship game. You got Tuskegee hosting miles. The winner of that is going to claim the West. Uh, Then you got Albany state and Fort Valley. They're in action in the fountain city classic today. The winner of that is going to win the East division. The conference championship is next week and it's going to be played at either Albany state or Fort Valley. It's at the uh, Eastern division champions campus. Now miles, Defeated Albany State last year, 50-23. to 23. Big shouts out to Reginald Ruffin, head football coach of uh, the Miles College Golden Bears. But here's, here's a little nugget, a little morsel for you. Um, the four teams playing uh, in today's games for um, qualification to the, the, the conference championship game, they're the only four teams that have competed for this SIAC championship since 1990. You actually have to go back to 1990, Alabama A&M. That was the last time 
a school other than Albany State, Tuskegee, Fort Valley, or Miles won an SIAC championship. Albany State has 12 since 1990. Tuskegee has 11 since that time. Fort Valley has four, and Miles has three, including last year's championship. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that four teams have been able to dominate a conference for so long. I mean, you got teams that have come and gone like Mars Brown. Mars Brown, you know, no longer playing. And it's, it really shocks me that Mars Brown wasn't, wasn't playing competitive football. Man, this is unbelievable. When I look at this, 1990, Jesus Christ. All right, so that could only mean one thing. We made it through the MEAC. We made it through the SIAC. We made it through the CIAA. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for a little swag bias. Now, we don't have an intro for it, but here we go. Swag bias. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so last week in the swag, Bama State defeated Mississippi Valley State 27-0 to get back in the win column after um, that triple overtime loss to Alabama A&M in the 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic presented by Coca-Cola. And here's, here's Coach Donald Hill Ely on last week's victory over Valley. It was a much-needed win. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Coach Dancer is doing a great job down there. Um, at Valley, you know, those kids played hard. Uh, we just had an opportunity to get out and on them and uh, was able to, you know, stay out and, and uh, keep them out of the end zone. Uh, but it was, you know, a hard-fought game. Those kids, they, they didn't give up. You know, our kids kept fighting. But, uh, I mean, for all things considered, I mean, with, with what we have to work with, I mean, he's doing a great job down there with those guys, man. It was just, uh, you know, like I said, that's a good football team. All right, Grambling State trying to pick up some much-needed steam, if you will. Knocked off uh, the lowly Texas Southern 55-20. Here's Coach Broderick Fobbs on the Tigers' big win. Uh, well, it was a, a really good day for football, you know, really good weather. I thought, you know, um, of course it was homecoming. and had so many, you know, friends and family and, and alumni back here in attendance, and it was good to, to see all of them. And uh, But it was also equally as important and good for our players uh, to play this game with great focus with, with all of the distractions and everything that was going on. So uh, I thought we, we uh, got out to a fast start, uh, made some plays, made some big plays, uh, kind of made uh, so many plays that defensively it kind of put us on our heels a little bit. Uh, but that has a lot to do with, you know, Texas Southern and their offensive firepower as well with their skill guys. Uh, they really did a good job of, of keeping us on the field and, and attacking us. But... Well, I thought, you know, creating turnovers and, and uh, you know, intercepting passes, you know, really, you know, helped us and uh, allowed us to, to, to really, you know, kind of spin the field and lean the, uh, the field in our favor. All right, so Jackson State, they defeated Arkansas Pine Bluff 21-21. And uh, Coach Hendrick, the Tigers head football coach, talked about the big victory. Well, you know, just as in every game that we play, it was a hard-fought game, uh, Pine Bluff did a great job of of hanging in the game with us and, and playing and making plays uh, in the passing game. Uh, I was really pleased with how our defense played. We've been upticking over the past couple of weeks on defense, and uh, we had a really good defensive effort. We uh, kind of shut their running game down, which, which hindered them a little bit, which we would not have given up some of the long balls we gave to them in the passing game. But uh, we ended up making enough plays, and then that big kickoff return in the second half really propelled us on to the victory. And last but definitely not least, Southern University defeated Alabama A&M 35-31 last week in a, a game that was, man, all of that, 
all of that. Dawson Odoms, head football coach, Southern University, talked about how tough this Alabama A&M team was. Coach Maynard, he, he's one of the better offensive-minded coaches uh, in college football. He he always got some some stuff up his sleeve. He do a great job of, of scheming and personnel to get his guys in position to to make plays on offense. And I thought they had a great game plan. Uh, they moved the ball, glasses as advertised. I mean, he's one of the better quarterbacks in in our conference. He does a great job of spreading the ball all over the field. But I really thought it was a football game was going to come down to which defense was going to be able to make a play because both offenses can score. And we were fortunate to move the ball and put some points on the board. A back-and-forth football game, it was – we scored, they scored. Uh, they made a stop to go up 31-28. to 28, And then I really thought the biggest play was the kickoff return that set up our offense with good field position to go down the field with about 4-12, 4-20 on the clock. And then they go down the field and uh, play uh, score to go ahead touchdown. And then they get the ball back and they start moving it down the field. We were able to make a play on defense to – to win the football game, but it was a highly competitive football game. All right, and so coming up today in the SWAC, you've got Jackson State and Alabama a and You've got Bama State taking on Texas Southern. Alcorn and Grambling hookup, and, man, this is going to be a good one. Oh, Alcorn and Grambling, these are the two teams that have been representing the SWAC in the Celebration Bowl every year since the Celebration Bowl's early infancy. What was it, five years ago? Uh, then we've got Arkansas Pine Bluff taking on Prairie View a and and then Southern University taking on Virginia Lynchburg. And so that about do it for this week's edition of Swag Bias. This is the HBCU Report coming up in the third segment. Man, we're going to continue our tribute to songs that shook America. And then who shot Ghost? We're going to talk about that and much more. Coming up right here on the HBCU Report, I am Rob Calloway, and we'll be right back after these words. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. From Clark Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. We are war. We are war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we are war with ourselves. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The Midwest is young and restless, but restless. Nigga. Might snatch your necklace the next day. Nigga. Might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell the who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shower, death is. Top floor, if you alone, I leave you breathless. <gasps> Try to catch it. It's kind of hard getting choked by the Texas. Yeah, yeah, I check the method. They be asking us questions, harassing arrest us. Saying we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, huh? Y'all eat pieces of shit? What's the basis? We ain't going nowhere but got suits and cases. A trunk full of coke, rental car from Avis. My mama used to say only Jesus could save us. Well, mama, I know I act a fool, but I'll be gone to November. I got packs to move. I hope God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is. 
KHBC Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning into the show, however you may be listening. Somebody might be saying, what the hell, Kanye, on the HBCU Report? Well, Kanye has been making his rounds, hasn't he? <laughs> no, but in case you're just tuning into the show, what we're doing today is we're featuring songs that are a part of AMC's The Songs That Shook America. And so Kanye West, Jesus Walk, was uh, the very first song. Jesus Walks was the very first song that um, that they featured on AMC's Songs That Shook America. A really, 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 man, tightly produced show. I encourage everyone that has not seen this show, please, please check it out. And I promise you one thing. I promise that you'll come back and you'll be like, Rob, it really was all of that. It really was. Now, uh, a couple other things, and this is the third segment of the show, um, a couple other things that, that we have not talked about as of yet, and, and one of the biggest things that, that's kind of been looming over HBCU football for, you know, some weeks, maybe four or five weeks. Uh, you know, we talked about, we've been, to, well, not talked about, we've been talking about on a, on a consistent basis um, about the Howard University football team and how uh, Kalen Newton, the brother of Cam Newton, a guy that that seemed poised to break all kind of MEAC records at one point as quarterback of the Howard Bisons, um, actually uh, announced maybe what week three, week four that he was entering the transfer portal, um, that he was getting hell up out of Howard, and there were several other players that also followed suit and said that they were leaving um, Howard University as well, and so you kind of you kind of wonder like what's going on like this is Howard for God's sake this isn't like. Clark Atlanta University or Fort Valley. I'm not trying to poo-poo on any school. I'm just saying it's Howard for God's sake. Like we all have a certain a certain thought or a certain regard that we hold schools like Howard and Hampton and Tuskegee in. I mean, regardless of, you know, what you what you might really think about them like maybe as a rival, but as an institution of higher learning, like those schools I hold those schools in the highest regards. And so anytime something like this is, is coming come about, especially a school that focuses majority majority on uh, academics, I'm always curious, like, what's going on? Well, now we know. Um, Howard University has actually placed uh, their head football coach, Ron Prince, on administrative leave after he was accused of uh, abusive behavior towards the players and coaching staff. Now, this is, this is unbelievable, but... Not really, if you start to read, and that's the whole thing. Reading is fundamental because if you start reading about Ron Prince, um, the former head coach at at Kansas State, also a a former coach with the Detroit Lions, um, this dude has a, he kind of has like a a little history of being abrasive. And so he's been accused of parents uh, of threatening, hostile, abusive, and disrespectful behavior. Now, this according to uh, HBCU Game Day. Dot com. Big shouts out to those guys over there. Uh, and, and it's just it's a little unbelievable, man, that this kind of stuff could be going on uh, at any university, but really an institution like Howard. Uh, now, another one of the, the uh, allegations is that uh, Prince sent an injured player home without receiving treatment and creating it and created an atmosphere of fear at the program. So I guess, yeah, well, you know what? Hmm. I could say so much right now. I could say so much, but I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I'm like I'm racist. I don't. I don't want to come off like that. But here's the deal. 
When I was going to HB, uh, looking at HBCUs to go to, I was not looking at the HBCUs that had the the uh, uh, Caucasian band director or a Caucasian football coach. I, and I'm not saying that all coaches are like this, but what I'm saying is, is that at a school at a at a HBCU, first of all, white coaches don't really last long at HBCUs because they use them as stepping stones anyway. Ask the guy that was down there at uh, Alcorn not too long ago. Yeah, he got the hell up out of there. As soon as the first D1 job came available, he got the hell up out of there. Um, and I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to come off as being the the way that I'm, the, the, the stuff that I'm thinking in my mind, I don't want it to come out on this microphone. How about that? But I'll just say this. We got to take care of our own, if you know what I mean. When it comes to HBCUs, again, I'm not saying that a white coach cannot do it. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, is that there, that there are other things that go into it when you're, when you're an athlete or anything that goes to an HBCU, HBCUs have a, a, the, the, the students and the teachers and the coaches and the band, they have a special kind of relationship. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if, if this was even the right job for Ron Prince. So I don't know Ron Prince, never had him on the show. I mean, hell don't want him on the show after this. Um, So we'll wait to see. Uh, what comes out of this. Also, speaking of waiting and see what comes out of this, uh, for my folks um, that have been following this Chris Carter story, former uh, NFL or Hall of Famer Chris Carter was fired from Fox Sports, and I know this isn't HBCU related, but it's black related, okay? Chris Carter was fired from Fox Sports um, over what many are saying is his that he spoke out about not being included in the Thursday night football broadcast that that Fox does. Okay, he was a little, you know, pissed that Reggie Bush, you know, got the nod. Meanwhile, Chris is right there in Manhattan, works for the network, and he's a Hall of Famer. And clearly he he wanted to be a part of the Thursday night broadcast. Now, you know, they came out, Fox and, and some other people, or sources say, we, we all know sources say, that there were some other reasons that Chris could have possibly been released. And so I guess we'll have to wait to see how this unfolds, but... Another thing that I noted that he was not happy about was the fact that Fox was flying Tony Gonzalez from L.A. to New York to be a part of the broadcast. So we'll just have to wait and see. I hope they don't try to me too, my man. Be like, yeah, we got rid of him because he was grabbing butts. I hope that wasn't the case. I pray to God they don't try to do that. I pray to God. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Uh, don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is live each and every Saturday morning uh, via the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play for Android, Stitcher, Spotify, XSquadAffiliates.com, and wherever else. I mean, there's so many platforms. Somebody hit me the other day, and, and they said they heard the show on a platform. I've never. What, what was it? Um some kind of some pod pod something i don't know i don't know but whatever platform you listen to the show on man tell your friends check us out check us out get them to download the app man check us out and we're also available via spreaker which is the home base all right so um you know what this is get this is getting crazy all right so we have i don't know we got about three or four minutes before we get ready to go back to break um, so let's talk about Deion Sanders really quick, really quick, and then we'll clear up all of this other stuff uh, when we come back in the fourth and final segment. For those of you who've been waiting on my take on power, uh, 
Uh, my take on, uh, I know somebody out there been waiting on me to talk about this Popeye's chicken sandwich. So we'll talk about that coming up in the uh, next segment. And also, uh, my brothers at KK Psy. I'm not a member of KK Psy, but if I was, they'd be my brothers. And so um, we're going to talk about something going on with one of the chapters of uh, Kappa Kappa Psy also coming up uh, before we get up out of here. But Deion Sanders, and I, and I really need you guys to weigh in on this. I don't care how you weigh in. You can jump in the chat room right here if you're um, checking us out via Spreaker. Uh, you can email me, hbcureport at gmail.com. You can DM me on uh, Instagram, hbcureport. You can hit me on Twitter at hbcu. I don't care, but I just need somebody's opinion on this. Now, there's a story floating around that Deion Sanders could be the next coach at Florida State University. My, my, my. This would be the biggest mistake of Florida State and Deion's lives. I promise you this. So I, I guess the thing that I that, that I want everybody to chime in on is could Deion really be a coach? Do we really see Deion Sanders leading Florida State back to prominence? I mean, we know Deion talks a lot, but you know, a lot of people write checks that they ass can't cash. That's one of my favorite sayings. My daddy used to say that all the time. And so I'm just kind of curious. Like, what kind of coach would Dion be now? When you look at the pros and cons, because before I decided to talk about this, I said, okay, well, I just can't get on here and just spew my opinion like, oh, man, this would be crap. You know, I, I had to weigh it. I had to put it on the scales. I had to weigh it. So, you know, the pros. What are the pros of Deion Sanders being head coach? And if you got any, feel free to hit me up with these two. Okay, so in my opinion, the pros of Dion being the head football coach at Florida State, there's only one. One, and that is Deion Sanders coming in your home, telling parents and telling students, I want you to be a Seminole. Everybody would sign up. If Deion Sanders came in your house, whether or not this dude could coach football or not, and said, hey, we want to sign you up, you'd go. You'd go. I'd go. Knowing that we probably wouldn't win any football games. I mean, what the hell? I mean, what are Deion's credentials other than being a Hall of Famer? But what is his, what are his credentials as being a co- for being a coach? That, I mean, that's the, that's the flip side of that. That's the con. Like, what has this dude really done? Okay, he had the whole Truth Football League. I'm not sure if that's still going on or not. Yeah, he coached a little wreck ball. Okay, but it's completely different from being in a Power 5 conference, and not just Power 5, but being at Florida State by God. And I know he loves Florida State, and I know Florida State loves him, but I'm telling you, there are some alumni somewhere, trustees somewhere in Tallahassee. Like, hell no. Dion can't be our next coach for what? Or what? So we can go through more pain and misery? I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to crap on Dion. I'm just saying I don't think that Dion has the acumen or the resume to just jump right in and be a coach at Florida State, the head football coach? Like, nah, man, you got to do some high school. You, you got to do some other stuff. You got to do some coordinator stuff. Yeah, you, you just can't jump in and just tell me that you're going to be a head football coach of a Power 5 school and you never coach college football ever, ever. Yeah, that's 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 kind of hard to believe right there, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to God, I, I would not want it. I love Dion as a player. I love Dion as my brother. I love Dion for a lot of things that he's done. But being a coach ain't one of them. I'm not looking, I'm not looking for Dion to be – to be the coach of my institution of higher learning, yeah, it might look good. It might be some people that, that come to the games just just to see Dion run roam the sidelines. It might be. Wouldn't be me. 
Man, I'm kind of curious, though. I am kind of curious as to what kind of coach Dion would be. I don't think he'd be good. I think the press conferences could quite possibly be epic, the most epic. But we'll see, man. We'll see what happens with this. Hopefully, these are just rumors. Hopefully, nobody's really looking at Dion to be their head coach. I'm just saying. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway closing out the third segment. Coming up on the other side, the fourth and final segment, the fourth quarter is right around the corner. And we're going to uh, clear the slate with all these other things that we've got to talk about. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. We'll be right back after these words. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook at HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Two for the show. A couple of years ago, on Headland and the Low. What's the starter? Something good. With me and my nigga rolled the martyr through the hood. Just trying to find that hookup. Now every day we looked up at the ceiling. Watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the 86 lot on your head at two decades. Writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light. Light off in that spot. Knowing that we can rock, doing a hole in the wall club. This shit here must stop. Like freeze. We making the crowd yeah. move, but we uh, not making no G's and that's a no no. A one, two, dope niggas in the Cadillac, they call us. Went from Plagueis Ball to Ball, putting the up up on the map. It's like Little Rock to Bangin'. Niggas say, motherfuck that Plaguein'. They paying. We staying, laying vocals, locales done. Made it with them big boys up in this industry, outcast. Yeah, them niggas, they making big noise. Over a million sold to this day. Niggas, they taking like the 96. Gonna be that year that out. Y'all Plagueis haters can bite me. Around this bitch, yo mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boats, coming up slamming can't let go. Me and you, yo mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boats, coming up slamming can't let go. 
back in the day when I was younger. Hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies. Bullshit, pull shit, off like it was supposed to be pulled. Full of the chick I was, stone like them white boys. Smoking them white girls before them blunts got croaked. Chunky asses, passes getting thrown like Hail Marys. And they looking like Halle Berry, so, so fine, intertwined. But we ain't sipping wine, we just chilling. I'm the rabbit villain, and I'm so high, smoking freely. Me, Lil B, Rick Moan and Shook, and my little brother, James. Things changed in the hood where I live at. Them rats know, mama, I want to sing, but mama, I want to trick. And mama, I'm sucking dicks now. We moving on up in the world like elevators. Me and the crew, we pimps like 82. Me and you like Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Yeah. This is the HBCU like Report. There we go. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway. Hey, I know y'all hear that smile on my face, boy. That's one of my favorites right now, man. Jesus Christ. I remember when this thing came out like yesterday, man. But in case you're wondering, what's up with the Outcast Elevators today? Well, we are uh, commemorating, if you will, AMC's uh, newest show, The Songs That Shook America. Uh, a few of the songs that, that they've highlighted, Kanye West, Jesus Walks, which you heard the last segment, uh, Kendrick Lamar, All Right, which we played in the second segment, and now uh, Outcast Elevators, 1996, AT Aliens. Man, I could just tell you so many stories about this thing, man. But big shouts out to my boy Mark Kane, man. That was my AT Alien homeboy. We was a Bama State boy. We used to, man, that was our, that was our album right there, man. AT Aliens, definitely. Uh, a great time in music, a great time, you know, in the ATL. It was just a great time, man. Also, uh, big shout out. I was on Instagram the other day, saw a couple of my friends, man, that actually, you know, got me going in this music thing when I um, was uh, starting out as a DJ, man. Shouts out to the Earwax Records crew. If you're if you're from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? You're 30 and older, uh, maybe 35 and older. I'm going to say 35 and older. Back in the day, there used to be a, a record store right next to Club Kaya called Earwax. And Earwax was the place to be. I mean, I met so many celebrities in Earwax, so many DJs in Earwax. Uh, they are definitely a part of uh, ATL history. And so I just, wanna, just wanted to send a big shout out to Cool Keela and Jazz and, um, and uh, oh, my God, what's my other boy's name? Tahib. Just wanted to send a shout out uh, to all of those uh you know, guys, that got me, got me in the game, man. Got me going. Um, so moving right along, and this is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway, fourth and final segment underway. Uh, a few things that we have not talked about in today's show that we definitely have to talk about, man. Uh, not sure how many bandsmen we have that actually um, listen to this show. Not sure how many members of um, KK Side we have that uh, that listen to this show. Uh, but right now, man, uh, the the chapter at Alabama A and M, the Iota New Chapter, a chapter I know really well, they're going through some some really tough times right now, man. Um, it was announced uh, earlier in the week that the national organization had issued a twenty year twenty year suspension for what they said was for violating uh, for violating the fraternities. Um, a charter and violating uh, school policies. But the thing about it was Alabama and M university, they never released anything saying, yeah, this chapter violated school policies. And so uh, it's just a man, I, because I can't go into detail. First of all, it's not my friend, you know, I'm, I can't really go into detail because everything has not come out, but it had to do with a probate show. Okay. It had to do with a probate show and, people got in their feelings about the probate show. 
It was, it didn't have anything to do with physical hazing or anything like that. And so anyway, KK side, the Iota new chapter at, at Alabama A&M has been suspended for 20 years. What does that mean? What that means is that everybody that's in my age bracket, that's 40, 40 to 45, right? We'll be 60 to 65 when the chapter comes back. The band director, Carlton Wright, who Carlton may be 53 or 54, yeah, in 20 years, Carlton to be 74, 75 years old. He won't even be in that job anymore. So what, what ends up happening is, and, and, and these fraternities, while they aren't panhelletic, these fraternities, they help the band, they help the music program move forward because after you graduate, you're giving back, you know how it goes, just like with any other fraternity. And so, but but KK Sai's main objective is to be able to help the band whatever school they are to, to keep moving forward financially and whatever else they need. And so for um, the nationals, and by the way, for those of you who don't really know about KK side, KK side is a white fraternity. It's a white music fraternity that allowed blacks to start joining. And so the first chapter uh, is, is highly disputed. It was either at Texas Southern or at Lincoln. It was one of those universities. I think Texas Southern actually crossed the first brothers of KK side at a HBCU, but Lincoln actually got their paperwork process. Uh, first, I think that's how it is. But anyway, um, so so basically, we're at a time right now, man, where you know I, I've been telling all the bros of this chapter, and again, I'm not a member, but I've been I've been telling them like, you know what, y'all really need to do is time that that we start a black music fraternity. It's just no reason that we shouldn't have had one already because the whole time I was coming up, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. I always thought KK Side was like a black band fraternity. It wasn't until I went to college that I realized that it was actually a white fraternity with black members. And so, like I said, I'm pushing for this. You know, I really want my guys to be on the front end of this. I'm not looking for anything out of it, not trying to get my name on anything. You know, I just want, you know, I just want everything to be fair. And so now we have the hashtag um, HBCU chapters matter. Because this could happen in any chapter at any given time. And so, you know, again, I think that, that it's time. It's 2019. We've been frolicking around with KK side for a long time at this point. It's just time for HBCUs to do their own thing, man. Now, I'm going to just be very honest. There is this Atlanta fraternity that started at Florida A&M. It's not even, a, I'm going to call it a fraternity, but I don't know, fraternal, or I don't know what you want to call it. But a group of people called themselves the Red Dogs. That was everybody from Atlanta that was in the band, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was just a band thing. But at HBCUs across the country now, you have Red Dog chapters that are, you know, Atlanta residents, right? Now, if, you, if you're able to spread the Red Dogs from Tallahassee all the way to Texas and all the way up to Delaware, then why couldn't we create a fraternity and it have the same impact? You feel me? So I think that that I think that's that's more than doable. I, I know it's more than doable, and so like I said, I, I I'm trying to push this. Not sure how many members of KK side got. Somebody probably gonna want to kill me after saying y'all need to just abandon ship and start your own thing. But at some point, man, you just gotta you you just gotta do your own. That's just like this show, CBS Radio, not Intercom Radio, didn't want this show anymore. But guess what? The damn show got to go on. The band is gonna go on. So why not just create something? that could be our own and we don't have to worry about whether or not black chapters matter. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just trying to speak a little something to y'all. 
And this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. The fourth and final segment. Oh, man. We're just minutes away from closing this thing out. But before we do, you know what we got to do. They say this is a big, rich town. Man. I just come from the poet's part. Man. Bright light city life. I got to make it. This is where it Our first down. Saturday without power. First weekend without power. Oh, man. come up hard. Legal or illegal, baby. I never took All right, well, in the mid-season finale of Power, Cool Shot Ghost. A couple of candidates, according to uh, Courtney Kemp, producer of Power, writer of Power. Who shot Ghost? Now, see, this is, what, this is the crazy part, man, is that for those of you, again, that are old enough, y'all remember when the on Dallas they had the whole thing, Who Shot JR? Remember that? But do you remember when Bobby Bobby was dreaming that he died? Bobby Ewing dreamed dreamed that he died. I think that I think that Courtney has gone back and and, and watched Dallas and gotten some good pieces. When you talk about suspense, I mean because now everybody everybody on Facebook, everybody everywhere is just trying to you know they, they, I mean they just take a shots in the dark. Who shot Ghost? It's gonna be interesting. What is it? January fifth, the show comes back. Man, I can't wait for that. Oh my god. This is unbelievable. But really quick, that was your power update, because we got to get ready to go, man. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Did anyone notice that during the shootout, well, following the shootout that Ghost and Tommy had on that rooftop with somebody that was shooting at them, you could never see who was shooting at them. But when but when Ghost finally, you know, got in the building and was able to, you know, see a body laying on the floor, Man, why was it Cedric the Entertainer? Like, how did Cedric the Entertainer end up with a 15-second roll on power that was non-speaking and he was dead? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so, look, I, I got to find out more about this. Now, that, that's one of the things that I can't wait to find out about when the show resumes. Like, I want to know who shot Ghost, but I want to know what my boy said was doing dead already. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so... Um, one more thing before we get up out of here, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I told you all last Saturday that the Popeye's chicken sandwich was coming back last Sunday. Well, it made its return and black folks are still losing their damn minds. We'll do anything about some damn chicken. I'm sorry. I, I just look, I don't know what to say about this. You know, we're seeing people, we're seeing people like wreck their Mercedes Benz trying to keep folks from getting in front of them. We're seeing people like do all kind of just weird things over a damn chicken sandwich. Over a chicken sandwich, and and speaking of weird things happening over a chicken sandwich, it was just a Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, a young man was actually killed in Maryland after he allegedly skipped the line some kind of way, and somebody that he skipped didn't like it and got him outside and stabbed him, killed him, and then Popeye's released this half-ass statement. I just want you all to hear this statement, and, and we'll give you the schedule, and we're up out of here. Uh, we're very sad to hear about the tragedy in Maryland tonight. We do not yet know whether this was the result of a dispute over one of our products or something unrelated, but there is no reason for someone to lose their life on a Monday night in a parking lot. I'll read that again. But there is no reason for someone to lose their life on a Monday night in a parking lot. How about any night of the week? How about that, Popeyes? Any night of the week. Nobody should lose their lives any night of the week at a damn Popeyes parking lot. I'm sorry. Not about a damn, some damn chicken. 
But I, but when I saw this apology, I was like, man, if this this is so half-assed on, on behalf of Popeye, I was like, what the hell you, like, let's be honest. What the hell do you think they were in there doing? Ain't nobody ever got stabbed over three wings and a biscuit, ever. Nobody stabbing nobody on no damn uh, Popeye's chicken. Maybe the sandwich, but definitely not the chicken. And y'all have done a really, really good job of hyping Negroes up to go get this chicken sandwich. Meanwhile, I'm kicking it with my folks over at Chick-fil-A. All right? Yeah. Yeah, so good luck with that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Still haven't had one. Still won't be getting one. My life is too important. But anyway, got to give you today's schedule before we get up out of here. Told you guys what I've been telling you throughout the uh, throughout the show that uh, this is week 10 for SIAC and CIAA action. And so uh, this is uh, the final game for the season, uh, barring next week's championship games. And so uh, SWAC, MEAC still got a couple weeks to go. Uh, Alabama A&M and Jackson State in action today. Central State takes on Kentucky State. You've got Lincoln and Shaw One in action. Morgan State takes on North Carolina A&T. Shaw and St. Augustine's in the CIAA matchup. Elizabeth City State and Bowie State. We talked about that one earlier. South Carolina State takes on Howard, a head coachless Howard University. Uh, Lane and Benedict are in action. Langston and Texas College. Prairie View A&M and Arkansas Pine Bluff hookup. Texas, um, not Texas, Tennessee State takes on Eastern Illinois. Texas Southern and Alabama State are in action. Delaware State, Bethune-Cookman, Morehouse and Clark. Oh, my God, that's a big one right here in the ATL. Both of these teams suck this year, though. Uh, in Virginia State, Virginia Union, uh, in-state rivalry. The winner of this game will more than likely uh, be headed to the Division II playoffs. Homecomings is homecoming on the campus of Tuskegee. They take on Miles. North Carolina Central, happy homecoming. They're in action versus uh, Norfolk State. Edward Water celebrating homecoming today versus Savannah State and Southern University. It's not their, is it their damn homecoming? Oh, well, Southern University celebrating home. I thought their homecoming was last week, wasn't it? Against AM? Okay, well, happy homecoming, Southern University, taking on Virginia Lynchburg. Uh, 4 o'clock East, uh, Central kickoff in that contest. And then the Classics. We've got the Commemorative Classic, Livingstone and Johnson C. Smith. And then we've got the Fountain City Classic, Albany State and Fort Valley State University. And on TV, you can catch Grambling State and Alcorn, 2 o'clock on uh, ESPN3, Charleston Southern and Hampton. It's 6 o'clock on Aspire. Well, no, that's ESPN3. And then on Aspire, you can catch Winston-Salem State and Fayetteville State. That's a 2 o'clock kickoff, all right? But that about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report. Remember, folks, without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And until next week, man, you're looking for me, I'll be somewhere on the yard. Okay, 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 okay. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.